You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. I am so thankful we get to talk in gratitude about Enneagram Force today because they are such emotion holders, keepers, enthusiasts for us. And we love you, Fours. We hope that you feel well fed by this episode today, encouraged in the healthy directions that we love for you to be able to go. And of course, we hope for spouses and partners of Fours to be able to get something from today's episode as well. Make sure you check out our deep dive on Type 4 as a PDF or earlier episodes on type four in seasons one and earlier in this season for lots and lots of additional info about your four loves. So let's take a deep breath together as we really dive into the heart of the type four. And you guys know that fours are in the heart triad. So they really are deeply caring people and they really want to help identify their own experiences and others' experiences emotionally. So they spend a lot of time in a state of contemplation and some more than others, which we'll talk about in a minute, but they also can struggle with envy and stay in melancholy often and longing for what isn't there and longing for their creativity to come out, but also feeling like others have more than them. So sometimes they're ranking themselves against others quite a bit. So it comes out in different ways, but at the end of the day, we all want to be loved well and we all want to express our love well. So my goal for this episode is that by getting to know which subtype of a four you are or your partner is or your family member is, that you would be able to have more grace and compassion for them and also help to know how to communicate them with them right there. So the first four we're gonna talk about is the self-preserving four. And that one has been described by B. Chestnut and you can read all about subtypes on a deeper dive level with her. But for now, but for Enneagram and Marriage Descriptor, I really like to name this descriptor gentle. This is the counter type four, and it's a very loving four. Like we said, all fours are the heart triad. Hello. But really loving of others, even to a level that can be just so kind and giving of almost their very souls. So they really do have that bleeding heart. Oh my goodness, like let me care for this world no matter what it does to me. And so it can be a bit masochistic in that way and sometimes even feel like it's okay, punish me this is the best thing. I can turn the other cheek. And and of course, there's a lot of merit to this of loving others before self. But there can also be a toxicity with not understanding the terms love others as you love yourself. So there has to be some pullback. And if you're with this kind of a four or you are this kind of a four, understand that it can be really exhausting to be in a relationship with somebody who is not intentionally, but just is victimized because they're not getting the self-care they 
need. So somebody else has to often, hey, wake up. Hey, let's get you moving. Let's get you going. And um, not in the way that they're not already a hard worker, but just even in the ways of self-care. Have you eaten? Have you slept? Have you gotten your walk today? Have you done anything in movement? Or are you stuck in the melancholy of helping others? And instead of the melancholy that you might experience as the other two types of fours, it's just more turned toward this was a sad, hard world. I need to make sure I really work on fixing it. Sometimes this can be seven-ish or one-ish in that way because there's a lot of energy and a smile, even though they're, you know, smile though your heart is aching kind of thing going on. And then with the one, it's like, I really do care about others. I want to make sure others get help. So make sure if you're this four that you have a daily practice for yourself spiritually. And this could be the practice of solitude as you got to hear from Meredith Boggs, or it could be that you just really focus in on the three areas of self-care, emotional, spiritual, physical, and you just balance those. And hopefully you don't depend so much on others that you are codependent on them to lift you up, but that you know, I have to say no, I have to set boundaries, I have to get rest, and I will be able to serve for the long haul. God is good when he gives us that reminder to love others as we love ourselves, because that will give me a longer time to serve and to love. But it does require faith, as does any growth, as I was recently reminded by Suzanne Stabile's latest book, The Journey Towards Wholeness, which I recently finished. So make sure you keep that in mind. Now, if you are the sexual four, then you're the four who can actually project that feeling of inadequacy or shame, not into the sense of work like the gentle or tenacious four does, but really into a sense of can be hateful or shaming to others. I really like to give this one, instead of the word hate, I like to call this sexual four passionate. And I think that this four struggles more with jealousy, but as well that they actually really love really well and really hard to their partner. I think they can forgive faster than a lot of other people in the world. I think that we often see the harsher, more angry tones of this four, but they have such a strong sense of justice. I once heard it said that from Catherine Favre that this is a four who will call out when the emperor isn't wearing clothes and really wants to make sure that the world is fair to all, even those who are hurting. But sometimes because of we all have our own blind spots, they don't realize that they're still favoring and they're such an idealist that they're favoring their love relationship over others or ranking themselves higher than others. The jealousy can be taking over a little bit more here, like I said. So they can be really jealous of their partner or spouse when they're doing normal acts and want to control them. They can also be jealous of others who have a relationship that they perceive as better with that grass is greener on the other side. This is a purveyor of beauty, so they may feel that they're deserving of all the beauty. So you're going to have to really do some soul work here to be able to find your own self-esteem that is not based on your rank against others, but just really pausing and surrendering and even doing some trauma work if you've had a really big injury to your personal worth so that you're not quite as codependent on others. And when I say not quite as codependent, I actually understand that we do need one another. So I don't want to dog codependency and say like, that's terrible. How dare you depend on others? Because we really do function when we're safe and social. But I just have to make that caveat that taking other people down 
down so you can rise up will not get you closer to healthy relationships and that safe and social that we all need to thrive. So build one another up. Try really hard to allow your tears out, not just angry rage when you see others who you perceive as needing to be judged, but try to relax and let God be their judge so that you can just love the people that you need to love and be kind to those that you may not understand. And We also know there's a space in the world for justice. So I do want you to make sure after you've done that, that you do ask yourself what is left that is mine to do in terms of making things right and making amends and maybe sharing something where I do say the emperor has no clothes. So still have your mission, but do your mission from a place of love, not jealousy, envy, or discharging of shame. Now, the last four here to talk about is the social four. And as we talk about this four, please understand that there is no perfect one subtype person. We all have a bit of all of these in us. And then we even have people who have a lot of four in them who are not classifiable as fours. So do understand you might be able to learn something from this podcast, even if you're not this or that subtype of a four. But last but not least, like I said, the social four in a relationship can really struggle with complaining overtly. And what we have here as far as the Enneagram and marriage name for this four is we call this one contemplative. And it's also been called shame by others because I think that what's really important to the whole picture of this four is when we see this four in marriage, there's a lot of inner brooding and there's a lot of doubt and there's a lot of lament. And so sometimes they can get filled up by their shame or paralyzed by it. You know, some people have the fight, flight, freeze, and they really freeze a lot and they don't take action. We know that fours can be doing inhibited, but one of the actions they do take sometimes is projecting out their feelings of shame or contemplating out loud. And it can be something that creates a lot of anxiety in their marriage and uh, really paralyzes them from making and taking steps that they need to, which will ironically bring the healthier life. All these things that they're afraid to do because they're wanting to to make sure they do it well, if they just do them in faith, will actually help these feelings and sensations to dissipate a lot more because we know that the healthy endorphins come when we are in action. And so that's a very important word for this four. And I want you to really breathe that in if this is you, that you could tell yourself, even if I just take a few minutes less a day to complain, that is progress. Even if I particularly say today I am going to be positive, my four will be waiting for me. I love how Elizabeth Bennett, yes, Pride and Prejudice name, oh my gosh. But anyway, I love how she really, really helped to just hone that in for us earlier in the podcast seasons. But you get my point. Make sure that you understand your four will be waiting. And instead of saying reasons why my four is crying, which I love the name of that Instagram account, you can actually be saying reasons why my four is moving, reasons why my four is grateful. And really start from there so that your spouse, your family, they get a breath of refreshment. And instead of it being more you-centric, whereas the second two fours I mentioned can be a bit more you-centric, it's about us. It's about us as a couple. It's about our family. I'm waking up to the fact that 
that I can be grateful for what we have. I'm waking up to the fact that I have validity and value exactly the way I am, the same as everybody else, not better and not worse. So I love when you can embrace that equanimity. I love that we are doing this work together. Sometimes it's literally day by day or even inch by inch. So please be grateful for every little bit you get to do and I will be doing that with you and I will be grateful with you. If you wanna know more about the four in relationships, grab our deep dive. Make sure you grab your glow guide if you need. We have an Enneagram and Marriage Planner. We have coaches if you need somebody who is available to you and we just want you to feel supported. So have a great day. Thanks guys for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.